Hi guys, this is John Bray. I'm speaking to you from my office again, rather than from, from the chapel. There aren't 2,000 of us in the room. They're just you, me, and whoever's connected online today. But I hope God has something for us in these moments. You know, every ending is attached to a beginning. When one thing ends, you get to choose how you will respond. I remember back a long time ago when my college running career ended with a motorcycle accident. The previous spring, I'd been the most valuable runner on the team. And I was looking forward to a great spring session. And um, then I had a motorcycle accident. I experienced a double compound fracture of my lower right leg. I remember rolling off the bike and my leg hanging straight down. I remember thinking I've either broken my leg or I've grown another knee. I had a bad sense of humor back then, just as I do now. I remember going to the hospital. I remember them treating me, being in a cast, having them tell me that they only gave me a 30% chance of saving my leg. I was in the hospital over a week, then I was shut in my apartment for the next couple of weeks before I began to resume classes, cast up nearly to my hip, dragging it around on crutches, not only through the fall, but through the winter into the snow, going up and down stairways in days before we had elevators. And... Um, it was a tough time. I had to grieve the loss of my running career, and I had to think about what was next. I remember laying in the hospital asking the why question. I since have discovered that's not the most productive question, but, um, but I asked it then, and I sensed that I had an answer. I said, why, Lord? And I sensed this answer that says, because you're a bad motorcycle driver. Well, I was. Um, in fact, it was the first time I'd ever ridden a motorcycle, and I managed to crash it and end a running career. But I guess I realized I had a choice in those days. I could gripe and mire myself in a mess of self-pity, or I could go forward and make the best of what was a fairly tough situation. Nobody could make that choice for me. And in making it myself, I chose to go forward. I tell you, I learned some lessons that year that I've used for the rest of my life. I learned that year about the myth of true independence. We're all connected to somebody else and we need their help. I learned the lesson about the frailty of health. You never know when it's going to be taken away from you. That was true then with me in a motorcycle. That's true today with us and coronavirus. Um, I know that. And I know that I learned some lessons that God has used in my life to help other people. And I will tell you that year did not end the way I wanted it to end. This year didn't end the way we wanted it to end either for you as students. For some of you, your athletes and your spring season was taken away. Some of you, the basketball team, uh, right in the middle of the tournament found it suspended. For some of you, your romances weren't quite where they you wanted them to be yet, and you were counting on the next month to kind of solidify them. The ring by spring thing may have disappeared because spring didn't come yet. Some of you lost opportunities for recitals and senior sermons and research projects. If you're a senior, you lost opportunity for commencement on a normal schedule. I know we have something scheduled in August, but you lost what you were planning. Some of you have weddings that were planned that were right after commencement, and now you don't know how they're going to happen because of the restrictions and travel and gathering and things like that. And I want you to know it's okay to 
to grieve those things. We feel the loss, and it's okay to feel that loss, but then we have to decide what we're going to do then. Every ending is connected to a beginning. I began to think about two words today. <clears throat> One word is the word gripe. Don't you love the special effects that are so effective? Uh, maybe I'm just kind of uh, too illiterate about how to use Zoom. You know, you can gripe about what you can't change. And that begins to send you into a black hole and you spiral down and down and down. You complain and then you complain more and then you complain more and then you complain more. The other word next to gripe just takes a letter away and that's to get a grip. To get a grip, to take hold of what you can do. There are a couple of verses in Colossians that I want to share with you today. Where Paul, the Apostle Paul wrote Colossians from a prison cell. He was in Rome. He was being held captive. And uh, he writes to this church. And he has this to say to him in Colossians 3, 17. Whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to the Father. Let me read that again, Colossians 3, 17. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to the Father. This says something to us about purpose. As a Christ follower, you represent him to those around you, to your parents, to your friends, to the people you connect with online. And um, you have to understand that whatever the circumstance you're in, you're a representative of Jesus, and you make him look good or you make him less good based on how you, his follower, represent him. So I want to challenge you to represent him well. I want to take you to a verse just a few verses later, verse 23, where it says, Work willingly at whatever you do. Some translations say work at it with all your heart. Work willingly at whatever you do as though you're working for the Lord rather than for people. This says something about perspective. You're working for the Lord. If you're in an unfair situation and some of us feel as if we are with an ending we didn't anticipate, uh, we get to work at making the best of it in order to bring honor to Jesus. If you have a prof who's not adapting well online, you get to work the best at working with them because you're representing Jesus. If mom and dad are driving you crazy, you get to represent Jesus to them. If you've managed to pick up again with a job that you work over the summers and your boss is having a hard time and maybe he's under pressure because the economics of the situation isn't what he wanted it or she wanted it to be, you remember you're not working for an unfair boss, you're working for the Lord. At the end of the day, I think the questions we ask ourselves is simply this. Did I do my very best for Jesus today? Did I make Jesus look as good as I could make him look? Did I bring him honor with what I said, with what I did, with my attitude, with my focus? Was I working today as if Jesus was my most direct boss? Because that's what Paul is telling us to do. Can I hit the rewind button and take us back to October 1st, 1972? That was my motorcycle day. It was pretty grim, and I had no idea what kind of purpose would come out of it. But if I had fast forward from that moment and stop it after about a year, in the early fall of 1973, I was a young pastor standing by a hospital bed of a woman 
just had a stroke. She'd lost the use of the left side of her body. She didn't know if she would regain it again. And uh, I realized that as I stood next to that lady and got ready to pray for her, that I had something in my toolbox that I hadn't had before the motorcycle accident. The motorcycle accident put me in a place where I didn't know if I would regain use of that leg and whether I would be uh, disabled by that for the rest of my life. This woman now caught in a stroke, not knowing if she would get the use of her left side again, caught in a similar situation. And I realized while I didn't have an answer for her, I had the ability to identify with her. I had the ability to grieve with her. I had the ability to feel with her and for her and to pray for her and to identify her with her in ways I wouldn't have known before. So I don't know what you're experiencing these days, but I know God is going to use this experience. You'll be able to use it in your future as you talk to others about how God was faithful to you during a time of crisis. You get to gripe. So you get to take a grip. The choice is yours. What will you do with it? Lord, help us today as we go into this day that we will go with confidence that you have given us capacity to take hold of the, the situation and to make the best for you, representing you well in this age. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening, team. I hope you have a great day.